Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Awad. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, live and local, here on a Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio, and we've got a lot to get to on this show today. Of course, phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Here on Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders, and at 1 p.m., we have the Richmond Commander. We take your phone calls every day. Are you as upset as I am that Washington is not in the hunt, at least in November, right? I live in the hunt. I've lived in the hunt for 30 years. We've never been a team with that's a playoff contender. We've barely been a team that wins the division. But most years, we're in the hunt for a wild card spot. And this year, it's not the case. We have regressed. We have finally bottomed out under head coach Ron Rivera as the Commanders lose again to the Dallas Cowboys in embarrassing fashion. It leads to Jack Del Rio getting the boot. And we are not even close to being in the hunt. In fact, we're in the hunt for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. So we'll break that down at 1 p.m. Are you upset as AWOD is that the commanders are at least not in the hunt in November? We'll go around the NFL and give our overreactions for some overreaction Tuesday and a playoff picture as the playoffs are right around the corner. And that Vikings-Bears game last night did have a lot of playoff implications. We will talk a little local high school sports with Lane Casadante. He'll join the show at 2 p.m. and we'll recap the VCU tournament in Orlando with Matt Shelton Ede, Ide of VCU Ram Nation at 2.30. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. So we begin in the NFL with Monday Night Football. I don't know about you guys, but I was really entertained in that game. <laughs> there wasn't much offense. It was a lot of turnovers. Bears win by the final score of 12-10. to 10. But Stubb, I mean, that was one of the most entertaining Monday Night Football games for some reason. It was, yeah. I was hooked. I was, oh, I was hooked. Yeah. And I, I, mostly I was scared the whole time, and then there was a glimmer of hope <laughs> that was that was sadly shattered. Yeah, Josh Dobbs, 22 of 32, 185 yards, four interceptions, but with the game on the line, led the, the Vikings on a what seemed to be game-winning drive getting into the end zone with this touchdown pass. They're going to put a drive together and put themselves back in the game. Gordon went back to the sideline. Brisker's over there to end zone. Hawkinson, touchdown. That was an impressive pass by Josh Dobbs. The problem was there was too much time on the clock, and Justin Fields was able to run throughout the game, 12 carries for 59 yards. But what was more impressive to me was his ability to kind of make things happen out of nowhere, right? He, he was doing a good job, Stubb, of scrambling, keeping the play alive, and then finding DJ Moore. And with the game on the line, he did just that, finding DJ Moore for a 30-yard catch and run, which set up this attempt at a game-winning field goal. Here's the call. The whole Trenton Gill. Cairo Santos 08. Snap. Right hash. Angle left. Santos the kick. Santos is 
good from 30 yards. Gave the Vikings one more shot with 10 seconds left. They do the uh, crazy play at the end of every NFL game where you're throwing a thousand uh, little backwards passes, and they end up fumbling, and the Bears win 12-10. to Here's Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell after the game considering a quarterback change. We all love Josh Dobbs, especially Stubb. Uh, I was all in on Josh Dobbs. I was hoping if they got the win, you were going to shave your head and your <laughs> eyebrows in honor of Dobbs, but his four interceptions were too much to overcome. Here's the head coach of the Vikings after the game. We're going to take a look, uh, you know, really evaluate, you know, the, the inventory of plays now we have of Josh. Uh, we got healthy. We got Jaron back, you know, available to us. And then Nick Mullins is available as well. Um, look, I, I think what Josh Dobbs has, has really done is coming in here on short notice and really, you know, going, uh, you know, two and two in a, in a stretch where, uh, you know, a lot of people might have thought Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson being out, um, you know, the, the deck stacked against us. That's not the way this team thinks. That's not the way we operate. It's not the way I operate. Uh, we're trying to go out and win every football game we play. It was, look, it was a really good game back and forth. The problem was Josh Jobs just made too many mistakes. Uh, but I will say I was watching the game with a Commanders fan, and it was driving me crazy how much of an impact Montez Sweat made for the Chicago it, Bears. It made me sad. Right? Every time I saw him, I was like, man. He was getting <laughs> after it. And look, I get it. We, we're going to get a good pick uh, for the trade with Montez Sweat, but he was the difference maker for the Chicago Bears. Here's head coach of the Bears, Matt Eberflus, on the strong defensive performance. It's good, you know, and I've been part of some good ones, you know, 30-plus a, a few times, and, you know, it's, it's it's you know, defense creates momentum in a lot of different ways, you know, and they do it through third-down stops, they do it through, you know, big hits, uh, and they do it through taking the ball away. And uh, that's what we always preach to the guys, and they did, they did all three things today. Over to the NBA here on the Sports App. The Washington Wizards snapped a nine-game losing streak last night to the Detroit Pistons. I saw Wizards Twitter say, hey, it's upsetting that we're bad, but it's always good to know that somebody is worse. And that somebody right now is the 2-15 Detroit Pistons as the Wiz get a win 126-107 to move to 3-14 on the season behind Kyle Kuzma's 32-point night. Here's the call of a clutch Kuzma bucket. All right, 5.3 seconds on full court pressure. Kispert gets it into Kuzma. Kuzma now comes up court, right wing outside the arc. For three, it's there! That one I liked. Kuzma scores <laughs> now midcourt. 94-83, Wizards. That was Dave Johnson on the call for the radio party. You can hear that game always on 910 The Fan. He joins us every Wednesday for a Wizards Wednesday. And how about former UVA guard Malcolm Brogdon sealing the game for Portland with a clutch jumper as the Trailblazers defeat the Pacers 114 to 110. Here is the call. Pacers have two timeouts. Brogdon against his former team gets inside and got the basket. Late game last night, Nuggets Clippers. Nuggets win 113 to 104. It was the Lob City revenge game as Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan, who both played for the Clippers a few years ago, came off the bench to combine for 56 points as the Nuggets win 113-104. to Here is Reggie Jackson with a bucket and the call on KKSE. 
Clippers backs are against the wall. This is a huge possession. Jackson to the rim. Layup. Got it! Timeout called by the Clippers. Reggie Jackson with 35. Lakers in a matchup last night with the 76ers. And LeBron James made history. The worst loss of his NBA career. Losing by 44 points to the 76ers. 138-94 to as the Lakers are now just 10-8 on the season and 3-6 and on the road. It was a very tough defeat for LeBron James uh, last night as he didn't know what to do because they could not stop the 76ers. Tyrese Maxey, Mo Bamba, Joel Embiid. Uh, let's take a listen to LeBron James after the game on what the Lakers need to change to improve throughout the rest of this season. Here is Lakers small forward, LeBron James. What needs to change in order for that not to happen again? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot. (laughs) Yeah, a lot does need to change as they lose by 44 points. Over to the NHL here on the Sports App. So every day on the Sports App, we are, of course, tracking Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. The Great Eight. Trying to chase down the great one, Wayne Gretzky, and his 894 career goals. Well, Alex Ovechkin, with 827, needs 67 goals to tie Gretzky, 68 to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Caps lose to San Jose last night, 2-1. Five shots for Ovechkin in 22 minutes on the ice, but he failed to score a goal. Of course, we track this every day here on the sports app as the Caps have been playing some really good puck, uh, but really the only thing that matters to me every night is to look at the box score and to see if Ovi has scored or not. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Virginia Tech is now bowl bound after another victory over Virginia in the Commonwealth Cup. Andy Bitter covers Virginia Tech for Tech Sidelines. He'll join us at 12.30. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, and the Rams are back at the Siegel Center on Friday. And, of course, you can hear that game on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. VCU Ram Nation's founder, Matt Shelton-Eyde, will join us today at 2.30. Talk a bit, little VCU and recap the Orlando trip. But joining me right now is Michael Phillips. You can check out MP on the mic Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon and always available on the go on the Odyssey app. What's going on, MP? Feeling good. A lot, lot to recap. That was a busy trip. Absolutely. But it's not a true crosstalk Segment without that sounder. Could you hit it for me, Stub? If I could just have your attention. It's Crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on the fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is Crosstalk. So, Michael, I wanted to start with this. How upsetting is it that we are in November and the conversation has to be about 
Who's the next head coach? Who's the next GM? We're already talking about next season. Yeah, it would certainly be nicer to wait until like mid-December. We're used to kind of gracefully bowing out at the finish line. It, this is a weird interim period here, right? Because you got the bye week too. I don't know. What do you talk about during the bye week? You know, what do you? How do you get yourself up for the last four games? There's just not. There's no juice, and it's it's kind of too early to do coach speculation. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and Michael, you promised me that Ron Rivera's teams don't bottom out. So is there a chance that now that he's in charge of the defense, they finish up the season strong and finish 9-8? and eight? <laughs> <laughs> You went all the way to 9-8. and eight. I'm, like, I'm like, my guy here's going to be like, hey, is there a chance they like get a couple wins here? Like He just went all the way to 9-8, and eight, straight there. I'm I mean, because like, <laughs> Ian Rappaport believes that the defense will be better uh, now. I believe the defense will be better now. Really? Like, Explain yeah. why. I, I just think that there, there were so many, like, Jack Del Rio refused to blitz under any circumstances. Like, even just having somebody who might call a blitz is a step forward, is an improvement. But do you think, like, deep down, do you think that Ron Rivera is a better defensive coordinator than Jack Del Rio? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I just disagree. I just uh, don't think, as much as I dislike Jack, I think Ron doesn't know what he's talking about. Offense, defense, special teams, football right now. I don't think he's a good coach, but I think historically, you look at the record, he's been a defensive coordinator. He's been a defensive guy. I think he knows what he's talking about there. They're not going to beat the Dolphins, though. Right. Like, no, no amount of getting better is going to put Tyree Kill in check. No yeah. amount of getting better is going to is going to solve for that offense which is just crazy good. So in a sense like it's a low expectations game, right? Like if if they hold him to 28, you do a cartwheel coming right. in here on Monday. So I totally understand why Josh Harris had to move on from Jack Del Rio. And he doesn't want it to become a circus, but in my opinion it's already became a circus. It is Cirque du Soleil. They went to Dallas, and they got blown out. They were eating turkey legs on the sideline. They were celebrating en route to a 35-point win in the the third-most-watched regular season game of all time. The commanders were embarrassed. So I'm sorry, Josh Harris. It is a circus, and I'm upset at him for not firing Ron Rivera. I don't think that it's Cirque du Soleil because I think when they do acrobatic moves, they catch each other. Yo, that's uh, good they, they, they execute properly. The, the blocking, the tackling, it's all, it's all there at Cirque du Soleil. I think that's unfair to Cirque du Soleil, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> conventional circus? Yeah, it's con- conventional circus. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think that he, he was left with no good options, and that speaks to just how bad this staff is that Ron Rivera's assembled. You think about in the last days of Mike Shanahan, if they had wanted to fire Mike Shanahan, all the options they would have had of who to promote. In the last days of Jay Gruden, you know, they they went with the most boring option possible in Bill Callahan. There were guys on that staff, though, that became head coaches elsewhere. There were guys who had success. Look up and down this roster. Look up and down this coaching staff. Is anybody on this coaching staff ever going to get a sniff anywhere at a head coaching job? That's the depressing part. It's not just like, hey, fire Ron. Sure, he knows he's he knows this is his last year. Let, let him. There's nobody there. There's nobody there who can do it. Honestly, your best candidate right now, I, I'm I'm setting I'm setting the enemy aside. Your best candidate right now in the non enemy category might be Nate Katzer, special teams coach. Like, I mean, it's it's bleak, man. It's bleak out there. It is, but at the same time, I know that there's a portion of the fan base that agrees with me where I don't want to watch this team while Ron Rivera is still in charge. And there are Games to be played. And I get it. The season's over. We're already talking about draft picks. We're already talking about the new GM, the new head coach. But there's games to be played. And don't you think Josh Harris cares a little bit about ticket sales? I don't. I don't think he cares about ticket sales. I I think he's in this for the long haul. I I think that's really important is, you know, making sure that he builds a foundation here. I mean, look at Philly, man. 
Look at the 76ers. That dude didn't care about ticket sales for three straight years Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. Like, I think he will punt on four games of NFL football if it gets him to the result at once, if it gets him to where he thinks his franchise needs to be. He is not afraid to do an unpopular thing that he thinks will help him down the line. I also just, I mean, my Washington Times article this morning was, you know, young guys who are playing for their jobs, right? That's kind of all we got. The Jack Del Rio move, part of putting Ron Rivera in is we have to figure out who's worth keeping and who's not worth keeping on this defense, right? Like St. Juice has stunk this year. He's been really bad. Yeah. Is he a bad player? I'm not prepared to go that far. Like we've seen some things. He's got the length. He's got the athleticism. You hope this move will give maybe a little fairer evaluation. Casey Tuhill, do you want to sign him this offseason, even to a veteran minimum contract? No. Like I'm I'm cool with moving on from almost almost everyone. Like that, you mentioned Benjamin St. Juice. I'm out on him. I don't think he can play the position without fouling. <laughs> like, I just don't think he can guard anybody without putting his hands on them, and that's a pass interference. It's a bit of a situation at yeah. the moment. Yeah, but but the Cam Curl coming up for the contract extension. I think you want to sign him to a contract extension, yeah. but it's it's hard to know because the defense has been so bad. That's another question I was going to ask you. On this defensive side of the ball, who do you think is like a building block for the future GM and head coach, besides from the two obvious ones, John Allen and Deron Payne? Yeah, you keep Allen, you keep Payne. Um, I mean, geez, it's so bleak at linebacker. Like, Jamin Davis, he, he's he's a guy who you keep playing at outside linebacker because he's on a rookie deal and you're already sunk. It's a sunk cost. Yeah. But nobody's impressed there. I, I would keep Kendall Fuller around. I like Kendall Fuller more than most people I know. I'd find a way to keep Kendall Fuller around. Uh, but everybody else, you got to figure it out. And I mean, a guy like Percy Butler, right? So your new GM's got to decide, can I keep rolling with Percy Butler? Or do I need to, like... You know he's not the solution. He's not an anchor guy, a cornerstone guy. But you got to figure out, is this a guy who I want to play even next year? Um, hopefully you can get a better read on some of that stuff. Offensive line, Chris Paul was another guy I mentioned. Like, I don't think he's a great offensive lineman. Is he good enough that in year one of the rebuild you can say, we'll leave that alone? Well, that's, that's the issue is that I truly thought that coming into this season – I think we both agreed it was lame duck season for Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. right? He needed to win 10 games, make the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game to keep his job. Yeah. But I think we both agreed that, hey, even when he's blown out, the new GM and new head coach will come in, and there are going to be a lot of building blocks, and the team could be maybe one season away. Like, I think you said a couple months ago, next year is the year where they could possibly be a contender if they have a quarterback. Now I look at the roster and I say, man... This new GM might need two or three years to build this roster back up. And he's got it if he wants it, right? $90 million in cap space, really high draft picks. You've got, obviously, the, the five pick right now. You've also got the Bears pick in the second round, which is which is going to be high in the second round. You've got the draft picks. You've got the cap space. You've got Howell on the rookie deal for a couple more but how years. But much, how much longer does that last, right? Because by the time you build up the defense again and build up the offensive line, then Howell's contract might be up. Yeah, but if, but if you're good at that point... That that's a future problem, not a present problem, right? Like you look at the teams that win Super Bowls; they have kicked so much money to the future because they're all in to win the Super Bowl. Now, your worst scenario is like the Jets, who have kicked money to the future to not win now. Now you're screwed now and later. But but when you're you know the Rams are rebuilding now from their Super Bowl push. Once you have your core, once you see these are the guys, you can you can start borrowing from the future. Right now, it would be just reckless and irresponsible to do that. But I think you've got a two year runway with this roster to make it count, to make it work. Terry McLaurin, Sam Howell, John Allen, Deron Payne. I think next year you need to get back to that 9-8 nine, nine and eight level, and then the next year you can start flying. 
You doing a live show from Ashburn this week? Live from Ashburn on Thursday, yes, sir. Love to hear that. How about Virginia Tech with the beatdown of UVA, man? Dude, I I mean, Virginia Tech every year takes this game so seriously. Yeah. And, and UVA every year shows up and is like, ah, it's it's intramural day on the quad. Like, let's go throw the ball around and have some fun, boys. Like, it, it's just remarkable to me the big difference there. And for, for Brent Pry, so important to get to a bowl game. Uh, I mean, just I, I love what he's doing there. But in the portal era where you have to re-recruit your own team every year in addition to kids, that that memory walking off that field will help keep a lot of them in Blacksburg, which is great. I totally agree. It was, hey, we built something this season. Now there's some momentum. You got to get to the postseason. Getting to a bowl game, whether they win it or lose, is huge for Virginia Tech. We'll break that down with Andy Bitter, who covers Virginia Tech for Tech Sideline, coming up next. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Virginia Tech Hokies. And this season, it was all about getting some momentum and trying to get into a bowl game. And Virginia Tech finished strong there. Uh, Middle of the season, got on a run at home. And it felt like, hey, maybe there's a shot at the ACC title game. Uh, But a couple tough defeats to Louisville and then NC State, but a much-needed victory on Saturday over Virginia put the Hokies into a bowl game with a 55-17 to win over UVA to advance to 6-6 six and six on the season and an impressive 5-3 and three in the ACC. On the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, joining us right now is the lead beat writer for Tech Sideline, Andy Bitter. What's going on, Andy? Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, waiting for this bowl destination to be announced for the Hokies. How about that game, though? Give us a few of your takeaways from the Hokies' 55-17 to win. It was just yeah, utter domination Yeah, uh, from the start. You know, I thought they had a good offensive plan. They were going to run the ball, throw it off play action, really had UVA on its heels all game and, and kind of demoralized them with the way they were moving the ball offensively. And then uh, I think defensively they just got after the quarterback. I mean, they got after him with a purpose in that game. Uh, I think there were like 38 hurry pressures or something like that uh, from the defense. Defensive line really set the tone for that entire game. And, uh, you know, I, I just think start to finish, Virginia Tech, Tech was a much more motivated, focused, intent team, and it, it showed in the final final score. Yeah, no, it was really cool to see them dominate offensively, defensively, and special teams as well. Uh, but the offense, man, so impressive, the ability to pass the ball for two hundred and basically 250 yards, also ran the ball for 250 yards. I mean, we're talking about basically 500 yards of total offense for Virginia Tech. Yeah, and, you know, they had gotten away from the run against NC State. They fell behind, had to throw it to try to get back in that game, so they didn't have that balance. I mean, you say 250, they had 73-yard passing touchdown to Jalen Lane they got wiped out by a you know what looked like a phantom holding call not much of a, a hold on that play so uh as bad as this was they had that play and I know they scored later on that drive but they also fumbled inside the five yard line it could have been even worse than the 55 points they put up in that game Andy can you just describe to to the audience right now how big of a win you think this was for the program moving forward well, I think the difference between five and seven and six and six is not that great in the larger scheme of things, like where the program is in terms of rosters and stuff like that. But from a perception standpoint, 
uh, you know, you're going to a bowl game versus not going to a bowl game. You have reasserted dominance in the rivalry uh, where that wasn't the case the last couple of times they've played UVA. It's been very, you know, tight games or, you know, even UVA winning one game in uh, 2019. So, uh, you know, to do that, get back to a bowl game, forward momentum in the offseason, bowl game, beat your rival, beat the tar out of your rival. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, you know, I think perception-wise, that really gives you, you know, some momentum heading into the offseason. Now, how long does that last? I don't know. Uh, maybe until somebody enters the transfer portal that you don't expect, because that's coming. Uh, it's just the reality of today's college football. But uh, I think Hokies fans have to feel be feeling a lot better about themselves going to this offseason, uh, having the bowl, having the UVA win, and, and feeling like they took a big step forward in 2023. Yeah, I mean, I, I would argue that Hokies fans were – okay with this season as long as they got to a bowl game and beat Virginia and you could check both those off for the Hokies this season. Yeah, I, especially from where they started. You know, obviously a disappointing one and three start. I think you look back in hindsight and you go, man, if they made some of the offensive changes that they had later in the year early in the season, you know, could they have beaten Purdue? Could they have beaten Marshall on the road? You know, Rutgers was a closer game than it actually ended up being uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, there were some games and some opportunities there, even beyond the three games they got blown out in, in the ACC that uh, you know, probably could have gone the other way. So, uh, you know, that's the encouraging part is, you know, Kyron Drones has already transferred and he's not a graduate yet. So he can't transfer again. Uh, you got Kyron coming back and some other pieces around him that, you know, ideally they could get to return. I think it, it, it for, it, it's pretty good going into 2024. I think they have a, a lot to be excited about. Yeah, maybe next year the Hokies will listen to me. I've been beating the drum all offseason for Chiron Drones to get the start, but they went with Grant Wells at the start of the season. Who would you give your season MVP to? Is it Drones or is it maybe Tootin? You know, if offense, it's, it's one of those two. I think they're both pretty integral to the success. I think you look at what Chiron did when he came in, you know, breaking out the running game and bringing that back into the offense. I think that was so influential that you couldn't help but say uh, Kyron in that situation. But then, you, you know, you look at the defensive side of the ball, too, and you know, Antoine Power Island, nine and a half sacks. Dorian Strong, best cover guy in the ACC. If you look at the stats, I think both of those guys have a pretty strong case for, for team MVP honors, too. It, it, it's actually a pretty tight battle. Andy Bitter with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Follow him on social media, Andy Bitter VT, and read his work, Virginia tech.sportswar.com for tech sidelines uh, covering all things Virginia Tech and the Hokies. Andy, let's speculate on the bowl game that you think the Hokies could be playing in. You know, it's still kind of up in the air. It depends on, you know, does Florida State get in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Does, uh, you know, the ReliaQuest Bowl come open to the ACC? You need a a Big Ten team uh, playing in the Orange Bowl for that to happen. And if that does, I think they could get into that bottom of the tier one bowls where, you know, Duke's Mayo bowl in Charlotte is sitting there near the bottom of those bowls. And you, you think the proximity to Blacksburg, you know, how well Virginia tech travels to a place like Charlotte. I think that could be a real possibility. Uh, Sun bowl, maybe also an opportunity there at the bottom of the tier one, if not in that tier one group, uh, you know, the t- among the, the tier two bowls is the military bowl in Annapolis. And I know they always love having the Hokies because of the, you know, the DC alumni that are out there and can make the quick trek to, to Annapolis for games. So 
Uh, those would probably be the three bowls I'd look out for. Uh, you know, if Florida State makes the playoff, I think there's a very good chance that uh, Tech could be going to, back to Charlotte for the bowl game. And what is the history now of the Commonwealth Cup? Is this 18 out of the last 19? What is it? It's uh, 18 of 19 and 22 of 23. Or 22 of 24, I should say. They had two losses in there in the last 25 years. So <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's utter domination. I mean, it hasn't really been close at all. You know, there's a one year in 2019, UVA won it. Uh, even a game where I thought for most of that game, I thought Tech was going to win that game. Uh, UVA actually came from behind to win it. So uh, it's it's not been close, and it seems like you know the teams, despite you know Tech only being six and six this year, it seems like the teams are as far apart as ever when they get on the field. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I love how you wrote it was an absolute obliteration on Saturday night. That is Andy Bitter. Follow him on social media, Andy Bitter VT. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. Yep, you're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM and always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. And just search AWOD Radio or 910 The Fan to hear the show live and local Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Every day at 1 p.m. is the Richmond Commander. The question of the day today, 833-804-0910. Are you as pissed as I am that the Commanders are not in the hunt here in November? Right? I mean, it's November 28th. The season is over already. We're talking about who's going to be the new GM, who's going to be the new head coach, which guys on the roster are worth keeping, There's a lot of football to be played. Even the freaking Minnesota Vikings, who have stunk at times this season, are in a playoff picture. The Giants have a better record. The Commanders are dead last in the NFC East. That's why I'm pissed here, because it's November, and we're not even in the hunt. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. We'll go around the NFL. 115 NFL hits. Give a little overreaction Tuesday and playoff picture. Lane Casadante will join the show at 2 p.m., but I'm back in the studio for the first time since my trip to Disney. Uh, of course, I did yesterday from Capitol Ale House, and it really was the trip of a lifetime. Despite the travel nightmare where I didn't get home at 4 a.m. and the lost laptop, I know people have been asking me, is there an update? You can vote right now at 910 The Fan and at AWOD Radio. Will AWOD get his laptop back? There is not currently an update. In fact, I am doing the show today. On the smallest laptop ever made. Stop. This is a child's laptop. My fingers don't even hit the buttons right. I can barely type. I have zero of my shortcuts. I'm a tech geek, and I hate this laptop right now. I can barely use it. I, if you're going to make a laptop that's this small, it's literally it's like six inches. My iPhone's bigger than this laptop. It needs to be a touchscreen. No, that's terrible. It's Those so look like the, the ones they gave us in high school to use. Right. This, that's like, what it is. a little cheap Chromebook. It's a, yeah, it's a cheap, cheapy. It's a cheap little cheapy, and 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 uh, it doesn't have anything that I need on here. And that's what's mo- so upsetting about losing my laptop. It's not the the fact that I have the greatest laptop. It's all the files that I have, everything organized, my show sheets here. Yeah. I don't have the contact list. I had to text Stub. Stub, can you book some guests? Because I don't have anyone's damn phone number right now. 
Let this be a lesson in, in buying a hard drive yeah. for extra storage. Yeah, believe me. Always I have, back up your files. I have three hard drives at home. I just didn't back anything up. Mm. My hard drives I use for my big MacBook Pro. Mm. That pl- Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to bring in my giant <laughs> desktop and plug it in here so that I can do the show the rest of the week. So <clears throat> it's, it's a struggle right now. Uh, but here's the other thing with this trip. I never got my Thanksgiving meal, right? Because I never got turkey and stuffing. They were, for some you reason, know, Disney decided to serve us succotash, lasagna, and uh, chicken and pork. So if there's anybody in Richmond that has Thanksgiving leftovers, your boy Awad is looking for stuffing and a turkey sandwich. You might be a little late on the call for that. You think so? <laughs> I, Tuesday? What's it's that? It's Tuesday. Uh, five I, days. Oh, come on now. You, you think the stuffing has gone bad? Uh, it's, uh, Do you have any extra stuffing in your no. house? You really? No, I, my, me, my dad, and my mom finished all the leftover stuffing the following night. Is it too late here on a Tuesday for me to be asking for Thanksgiving leftovers? I think so. All right. I don't you might think many right. people have it left. You might be right. Stub, this is my first day back in studio here, so I need you to give me a style rating, or as the kids call it, a fit check. I'm wearing one of my new pieces of swag I got mm-hmm. from Disney. What do you think? And explain it to the audience here. He is wearing a sort of long sleeve Gryffindor t-shirt. Yeah, like is that the material? I can't I mean, really tell. It's, it's, like it's like a, a sweater. sweater. It's like it's a like sweater. sweater. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to call you out as a millennial, uh-huh. but the the Harry Potter swag is a bit of a giveaway. Really? Yeah. You're you're out. I don't like the look. See, when I look, bought it, when I bought it, I I wanted to get something that was Harry Potter, and I went into the Harry Potter land, and I immediately was like, I want to get the Hufflepuff. For some uh-huh. reason, that was calling my name. Yeah. And the person that I was with goes, yeah, you should get that. You're kind of soft like Hufflepuff, <laughs> right? And I was like, wait, what is Harry Potter? He's not Slytherin Slithen- or whatever that is. Slytherin. Yeah. And so I ended up with this Gryffindor. I think it's kind of cool. It looks and it, good. It and it's kind comfy. of Commander's colors. It looks comfy. From afar, I, I could be convinced that it was Commander's. So if I took this off my back right now and wanted to give it to you, you would say no. No, I would. I, I don't think that I would wear it. You don't think you would I wear it? I don't think I would wear it. Well, I wonder if you will wear this stuff, okay. because I I promised you I did get you a gift. Oh, here we you go. You did promise All right. me. All right. I'm, di- I'm he's, into he's, my he's going through his backpack right now. He has a, a wrapped Minions Universal bag. Now, look, I told you guys that Skip from Club D3 Travel put together the whole trip. It was an awesome time. The best part, though, was that his son got... 50% off oh, at right. the, stu- yeah. the store. So I told you I played the basketball game. Mm-hmm. I hit that shot. Now we've got oh. a, a new Millhouse toy for the studio. Why don't you That's throw great. it up yeah, there yeah. next to Yoshi? Yeah. Make, make sure it's not too dusty up there, though. we got to take care of Millhouse. All right, but we'll, we'll, get some, we'll get some tape so he can stand up. All right, but then I thought, Stub, this is something that fits you and your personality. Okay. <laughs> and we always talk about how you don't eat well. All right, you love fast food. You're 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 eating ice cream every single night, but because your roommate buys terrible ice cream, but you're That's just gonna eat it. So he'll buy new ones, and then it'll hopefully be, he'll do better. He'll hopefully time, do yeah. better. All right. So I thought, you know what? Eventually, your metabolism will slow down. I think this is the perfect gift for you. What do you think? All right, let me let me. All check right, it read out. it on air to the audience. And right, give we us got your a, thoughts. A T-shirt. And uh, it's a picture of Shrek that says, I've got the dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. You like that gift? <laughs> this is this, this is the best shirt I've ever been given. I've never asked you, are you in on Shrek? Oh, I mean, how could you not be? Right? Yeah, I, I was I, a little I, disappointed at Universal. They got rid of the Shrek ride. They did, yeah. Last time I was there, it was like 
the end of it. You just so threw I the shirt I, on the ground. No, no, no. Ladies I threw it on my backpack. My backpack. shirt on the ground. I threw it on my backpack. It's okay. not touching the ground. Okay. 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 I was going to say. I, it's not touching the ground. You're never getting another it's gift. draped over the backpack. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good gift? Good gift. Good gift. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, next next function. Next house party I'll go to. I got I to gotta roll up in that. Yeah. No, Shrek is so cool. I, I really wanted to go to the Shrek ride. But they are building like a... Um, DreamWorks area. Oh, I didn't and know so that. I think there might there might be a new Shrek ride eventually. Yeah, the Jurassic Park ride there. I don't know if you went to that. I know Universal is kind of two parks. Yeah, my favorite ride in all of theme. Really? Parks. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just such a big Jurassic Park fan. Uh, but maybe I should wear the shirt to trivia tonight. Oh, where are you yeah, going to buddies. trivia tonight? I go every Tuesday. Really? I go to Buddies for trivia with my friends. I might have to hit that up. Oh, it's fun. You gotta. Yeah. And maybe you know I'll I'll score some gals with that shirt. How could <laughs> how could I not? <laughs> The, the appeal, the allure. I mean, here's the thing. is It it brings back people's memories from their childhood, right? right? All of a sudden, someone's going to be coming up. Hey, where's Donkey, right? <laughs> hey, you're going to have a, a lovely young lady in Richmond come up and say, can I be your Fiona stub? Oh, and and what could be better than that? Right? I mean, what could be better <laughs> what could than be that? Better than that? <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. You can kick Lord Farquaad's butt if he shows up at trivia. All right. What, what, give me a rating on that gift there. That gift? Let's see. What do you think? Did it, did Awad take care of you? You took care of me for sure. Okay. You you know I love it when you bring me food. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So this this is this is something that isn't food. I'll go eight out of ten. Oh, eight, eight out, out of ten. ten. Eight out of ten. Wait, is I, there something think... that when you knew I was going to Universal that you were thinking like, oh, that's a Universal movie? I hope he gets something from Simpsons Land or something. It like was that. Jurassic Park. Oh, as it was I Jurassic just Park. I do I do love Jay right. Park. It's like my third favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> but this is good. And you know, who's as a twenty-three-year-old saying I have a dad bod definitely feels fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> Believe me, if that shirt's too big, you'll grow into it. I'll grow into it. I'll grow into it. <laughs> I'm Adam like Epstein. Correct. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910, The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, we got a lot still to get to on the show today. Lane Casadante will join us at 2 p.m. to run around local sports in Richmond, Virginia. As Highland Springs advance to the state semifinals, we'll talk a little college hoops with him as well, and get Lane's thoughts on the lame Washington Commanders and their embarrassing defeat to the Dallas Cowboys. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today for free, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and you can catch up on the show, you can rewind, pause the show, and then pick up right where you left off. Don't go anywhere. It's the Richmond Commander coming up next.